0: The scrotum of the human male. I love to get my mouth warmed up by the scrotum of the
1: human <laughs> male.
2: Yeah, you do. <laughs> How are we recording that? Yeah. Tight. Good, good cold open. Baby Star Trek. <laughs> Killer cold open. Well. <laughs>
1: hey, welcome to Star Trek Sucks. Uh, I'm Jack, and I'm here on an away mission. Uh, it's a diplomatic mission to Delta Pretzelus Five, where Leo has caused a serious problem by immediately eating two members of the diplomatic entourage. Leo, what the fuck?
0: <laughs> I feel personally attacked by this premise.
1: You should, you should feel that.
0: <laughs> Beer thirties pretzels were really good. <laughs> I really don't feel like eating two of them is is even it's, t- t- shouldn't shouldn't even be that weird.
1: The pretzel is a, a, the beer thirty pretzel. If I might expand <laughs> to all on of it. our
0: Belgian <laughs> listeners and other international
1: listeners, hmm. to anybody that's not from Boise, um, the beer thirty pretzel was uh, an appetizer designed to be shared by at least two people. Disagree. It was certainly not something that one man should order two of. Again, disagree. Well, now you've caused, caused a diplomatic incident. <laughs> Um, with your ravenous uh, pretzel gluttondom,
0: You know, um, have I caused a diplomatic incident or have I uh, discovered a natural resource? What's the relative weapon situation here? You've caused a diplomatic incident. Yeah, but is it a diplomatic incident or should we just eat all of these
1: pretzel people? I mean, we're going to have to if you keep doing this. (laughs) Mm -hmm. See, that's what I'm saying. I'm full. I don't want it. I ate before we went on this mission. That's
0: a, that's a real loser's attitude, Jack.
1: I had a smoothie. So, let me tell me feels really good. Cause I had fruit. And... Jack, what's good. Mm. <laughs> uh, I couldn't tell you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let me, let me check my notes. Do. There, there's a weird one. the, have you seen that DoorDash commercial? I don't know why you would have, because nobody watches TV. Um, I do.
0: I do have the the cheapest ass um, Hulu subscription that you can oh, get. Oh yeah, so you, free, you do the, see some commercials, but somewhere. I don't watch Hulu that often, so I don't yeah. see them that that, um, that much.
1: Now there's a, there's a DoorDash commercial where uh, Patrick Stewart and uh, uh, Mark Hamill are both ordering uh, like some kind of flatbread pizza situation and they are having an epic disagreement about the pronouncement of tomato or tomato. And, um, it's incredibly well acted. Um, it's, it's nice to see Mark Hamill. I guess I, I, one of the things I really liked about the new star Wars is that it was nice to see Mark Hamill, uh, in a star Wars movie when he knew how to act um, because he's not good in uh, in the original.
0: I trilogy. still honestly don't think that he is that good of an actor. He is a very good voice actor.
1: Um, I well, I I, I, w- don't I would say he 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 can he, play one character, which is, is Mark Hamill, right? He, he is um, certainly but I would also now. say the same thing about Patrick Stewart. To a, I to disagree.
0: An I don't remember if I brought this up, but I watched uh, L.A. Story. I mean, he, it's variations on a theme, but I think Patrick Stewart has has incredible range. Uh, certainly more range than Mark Hamill.
1: Yeah.
0: He in in L A. Story, um, he plays the role of the maitre d of a restaurant oh. that is the new hottest restaurant in L A. Uh, called Lido, which is French for the idiot. Mm. Um, it's literally L <laughs> apostrophe yep. idiot. Yep. But everybody keeps, keeps pronouncing it Lidio. <laughs> that's very funny. <laughs> they refer to it like, they talk about it for like- Is that like, a recent film? That's... No, no, this came out in the 90s. Oh, really? Um, yeah. yeah, it's uh, it's it's a really charming movie. I, I love it. I hadn't watched it in years and Catherine yeah, hadn't that seen that it. Great. So I, I yeah. bought it on uh, on Apple movie mm-hmm. thing. Um, but uh, yeah, so he wants to go to take his girlfriend to Lidio and he has to meet the maitre d' of the restaurant at the bank. So that they can talk about his account statements <laughs> to see whether, whether or not he can afford to eat at Lidio. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and Patrick Stewart speaks with a pre- preposterous French uh, maitre d's accent. He's mm. like, let us say that we give you uh, a reservation, mm. and uh, let us say that uh, you come to the restaurant and we honor it. Um, what do you think you would like to order? And uh, it's like, <laughs> I don't know, like the duck, the duck, <laughs> you, you think with an account statement like this, you can order the duck. And uh, it's, yeah, it's a very huh. funny scene.
1: That That is funny.
0: I don't know what happened to our headphones just now. So I'm going to um,
1: juggle some. That was some... Uh, my fault for, oh, no, it's, work. No,
0: it's yep. better. Yep. Okay. F- fixed now. Okay. Yeah,
1: we can probably edit that out can't edit audio <laughs> okay <clears throat> um so anyway the what are we talking about the that? DoorDash oh, okay. commercial is funny and good uh, okay. and it's 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 uh, uh, Mark Hamill and Patrick Stewart having to stand off over the correct pronunciation of tomato and then uh, uh Patrick Stewart says your daddy won't save you they're like they're getting ready to duel each other with like uh, like rebar <laughs> in like this empty warehouse after the DoorDash people have come to give them food. Do Mark and then,
0: Hamill and Patrick Stewart live together in a warehouse in this commercial?
1: Uh, in my heart, they do certainly. Okay. Um, anyway. And then, and then uh, Patrick Stewart says, your daddy won't come to save you. And then Mark Hamill says, Oh, I'm my own daddy. And then they're both like, Hmm. Hmm. Yeah,
0: Mm. Um, I don't know where to go from there. Yeah.
1: And it's it's a very charming commercial. But uh, I still stand behind. It's nice to see Mark Hamill. Fine, he can only play one character. But at least he's playing a character instead of a fucking soggy loaf of Wonder Bread <laughs> like yeah. he is in the original <laughs> Star Wars trilogy. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah. I, 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 it's, just, it's nice to see him land his career with at least like some sort of uh, uh genesis i don't know well and i
0: think he is uh, he is pretty aware of yeah he's self-aware yeah he's for pretty sure aware you know i mean he he if if he wasn't self-aware he couldn't have uh, done the cameo that he did in um jane silent bob strike back
1: right yeah yeah yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, uh, all right, listeners, check out that DoorDash commercial with Patrick <laughs> Stewart and Mark Hamill.
1: I don't know. You asked me to fucking...
0: <laughs> We've been doing this segment for like six months. We've been doing
1: this segment for six months. <laughs> God damn it. Uh,
0: do you want to ask me what's good now?
1: Yeah, better be something better than that because I'm going to be a fucking asshole about it.
0: Yeah, it's not even as good as it was when I planned on doing it. I was going to talk about this whole fucking stonks thing um but uh, it's, yeah, it kind of it's kind of run its course it kind of
1: crashed and burned yeah which it was always doomed to do but. yeah it
0: definitely was but as of last friday it was pretty entertaining just because it had gotten to like this fever pitch where uh a stock that a year ago was selling for $4 and a month ago was selling for $20 yeah. all of a sudden uh Rocket well, so it started creeping up a little bit toward more towards like the forty dollar range and some fucking uh hedge fund jags were like, That's gonna go back down to twenty dollars. I'm gonna short right. that yeah, stuff. Time to short it, yeah. And um and the entire internet by which I mean the the by op- which
1: you mean a few thousand people <clears throat> on Reddit. Uh, Wall Street bets, yeah, uh, yeah.
0: Um, decided to say fuck that guy. So they all started pumping the stock up, and uh, and it was very dramatic. And then, as of last week, like on Thursday, Robinhood, which is one of the top like free trading apps yeah. for people who are you know who don't have that much money and who aren't hedge fund investors, mm-hmm. uh, limited first first halted and then uh, like significantly restricted trading of GameStop and several other stocks to the point where. Um, multiple people were calling for the SEC to get involved, and there's a lawsuit filed against Robinhood. And uh, that lawsuit drew so much attention that the website of the Superior Court of the state of New York crashed mm. because so many people were trying to get on the website to look at this filing. Yeah, no, um, so uh,
1: um, this is something that uh, Terrence Ray from the Trillbillies observed. Uh, There is a sort of emotional resonance between this thing and um, a police station burning down last summer and people storming the Capitol and a bunch of other stuff that's happened, which is we are seeing a rising tide of populism, um, which is neither good nor bad. It needs to be harnessed for something good. Please, for the love of God, harness it for something good before... The bad kind happens. Mm-hmm. Um, but we are seeing uh, a repeating pattern of people going where they are not welcome and where they are have previously not gone.
0: And and power um, being very upset about that.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Power does not like that. That
0: was I mean. one of the things that really stood out as you had all these like hedge fund guys getting on TV and being
1: like, Oh, yeah. Oh, these, these, this isn't how it's supposed to work.
0: <laughs> internet. Guys in their it, pa- in yeah. basements that are doing this, and they're it's not- supposed to
1: work. Where I just get money for creating no fucking value at all. Yeah, that's how it's supposed to work. Yeah. What? What? Yeah. Uh, but also, like, I mean, it, it's it's exposed a lot of stuff, and uh, I hope that one of the takeaways is that it has exposed Robinhood for what it is, which a free trading platform. It's like, okay, well, how are they making any money? Well, the, re- the way they're making money is that they sell all of your trading data to big hedge funds who can fucking front run you. Mm-hmm. And, you know, a, a, a smaller hedge fund was basically ruined by this thing, but the people that have really made all the money by all this are not the Redditor guys. It's, well, it's, it's of- just the hedge funds that had the sense to pay robin hood for their fucking data
0: well i mean some of the reddit guys may have made because so i did some i mean
1: yeah some people uh, made some uh, money if, if
0: people cash out and i i i significantly didn't because i had been like looking at it and seeing the and kind of seeing it go go up and so like two fridays ago um i bought a uh, a short-term call on uh on gamestop and then i sold it for when it went up by like 15% or something yeah. like I bought it when I got out of bed and then I set it to auto sell when I went to get in the shower. If right. it went above this price point, I got out of the shower and it had already sold. And I was like, Oh, that's interesting. Um, and that was when it had gone up from like 35 to $45 or something like right. that. And I made like 20 bucks off of it. Cause I, you know, I, I yeah. hadn't thrown that much money at it. Uh, if I had held that same call, like through the day, by the end of the day, it was worth like eighteen hundred bucks, <laughs> and I was like motherfucker. So I bought three shares, uh, and sold them when they went up from like eighty bucks to hundred and ten bucks. Right. So I made you know ninety bucks off of it, and then that huge rally happened when it went up to like four hundred dollars, right. um, and I did not uh, successfully make any money on that. But I did like some quick back of the napkin like uh, math because so. I, I I know you're familiar with like what short selling is and how that and kind of how this whole thing uh, went yeah, because it's say, so many people yeah. have explained it.
1: Yeah, the, the short selling thing makes sense to me now because so many people decided to log on and explain it. there and like it's almost impossible to not understand it now, even though I sort of resent knowing what it is. <laughs> so one of the things that the wall street
0: bets guys, cause I've been on wall street bets since like, since the beginning of COVID, uh, cause I got on there cause I needed a place to lose some money. Uh, um, sure. And, uh, and I got on there uh, and like doubled the portfolio and I, I had never kept that much money in my Robin hood account. I literally put money in there so that I could, so that I would like, it would force me to pay attention to the market so I could try and understand it better. Uh-huh. Um, so I like got on wall street bets and I started listening to what these guys were saying and learning more about some of the like financial tools and shit. And, uh, and I managed to double the amount of money that was in my, uh, that I had in my Robinhood account in like uh, a week or two. Uh, and then over the next month and a half, just slowly bled it down to like four
1: dollars. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, and then I
0: was like, "Okay, that'll be enough of that for yep. now. now." I learned something. Um, <laughs> yeah. And then I and then like a couple months ago, I threw a couple hundred bucks back in there just to uh, to fuck around with it uh, again. And that's basically what I've been uh, playing around with the like GameStop and the other couple of uh, like meme stops re- stocks recently. But um, so options. In the stock market, are different from like when you hear about somebody having stock options as part of a job. Okay. Um, so it's not it, it, options are having the option to buy or sell something at a given price. <clears throat> so, okay. um, and they come in they they come in chunks. So when you buy them in Robinhood, it's usually a hundred at a time. So let's say uh, a couple weeks ago. So I did I, I looked at another stock just to get some rough numbers of where. Options are because it's really it's hard to go back in time and look at what options prices were in the past. It's easy to look at stock what stock prices were. Sure. So the value of an option is a function of the difference between uh, the 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 mark. So let's say the uh, the stock is worth thirty five bucks and you think you and and you think it's going to go up. uh, So you buy a thirty five dollar call. That gives you the option to buy 100 shares at $35, no matter how high the stock goes. Therefore, the higher the stock goes, the mm-hmm. more that option okay. is worth.
1: Okay, okay, right? okay. And okay. Then,
0: so that's a call, and then a put is the opposite. So a put is, if it goes down, and you buy a $35 put, then you have the option to sell it at $35, even if the stock's at
1: $20. Okay.
0: Okay, and um, they're, they're magnified. Who's because-
1: buying it, though?
0: So here's the thing: um, Is it
1: people that that did a call at
2: 35?
0: You can a- anybody can buy these options on Robinhood. But why would they buy it for more than it's worth? Well, because you think it's going to go up or down. So if some, so I did, I did really, I did really rough math hate, on this. I hate this. shit. Yeah, I know. Um, I hate but it, I, it so much. I just wanted to know how much potentially a person could have made. Like, say they got, and um, uh, say they got uh, in, in and out on a call. Uh, at the right time. So I looked at another stock that was trading at about 35 bucks. Um, and a, uh, and a, I think it was like a, a $45 call on that stock a month out because the other thing about options is they expire. So you're betting not only that it will get to or above or below, depending on whether it's a call or a put, um, but also by a certain date. So your option expires okay, and um, and the price of the option goes down. It's like a, it's like a nuclear half-life. Uh, so the, the, the cost of the option goes down over time. Um, and most options expire on Friday. Sometimes depending on how heavily traded the stock are, stocks are usually they'll expire on Friday. Sometimes if they're not that heavily traded, then they'll only be, you, you can only get them like on monthly increments or whatever. Um, but a lot of times you can get them on weekly incre- increments. So, for example, tomorrow morning. Uh, and so the price of the, the call or the put, or the price of the option is a function of the, the, the distance between the current price and the, the call or put price and the amount of time left on the option. So basically if a stock is $35 and you have an option expiring on the day that that day, so let's say it expires tomorrow, and it's thirty and it's thirty five dollar call, and the options that, and, and the stock is at thirty five dollars, it's gonna be uh, there's there's not gonna be a huge markup for for the extra time, mm-hmm. whereas a thirty five dollar call that's th- that has three that, that has a three month shelf life, you're gonna pay extra because you have a greater chance of the stock moving significantly from that point in that three months. Okay. Okay. So. Um, I did, like I said, I looked up another stock that was trading at about 35 bucks and, uh, I looked at a $35 or at a $45 call with a one month shelf life on it. Um, and at what a, and what the, on, I looked this up on Monday and what a month long, uh, $45 call on uh GameStop at the price that it was trading at on Monday was worth. Um, and it was a factor of, I think a hundred, <laughs> Jesus. So, if a person had, by sheer luck or intuition or whatever, uh, had bought a, a, a call on uh, on GameStop before it went completely to the moon, um, and then and sold it when it was at or close to its highest point, um, they could have at, at least multiplied their their money by a factor of a hundred, if not more. In two weeks. So that's cool if it happened for anybody.
1: Ingalls was right. The only thing that can create value is human labor. And, uh, oh, this is just bullshit. The
0: only thing that can create value is human labor. But there are plenty of other <laughs> things that can
1: create money. Mm-hmm. You're right. Someone should write a manifesto about that, (laughs) perhaps.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So, Jack, what's this episode this week about? I don't know. Jack has not written a synopsis this week, listener, so I'm going to tell you what happens. This week's episode is called The Tin Man. So, it's about a girl named Dorothy. Dorothy. This is where Who, I was going
1: with <laughs> it. This this yeah. And then I just didn't do it. <laughs> I
0: think we pretty much got the joke across. <laughs> I actually, I think that this is, I, I remember this being an interesting episode. I always do this to myself, but I, I think you're going to like this episode. So hopefully. Yeah, you do do this to yourself a lot. <laughs> All the fucking time, man. I realized this too with like the house project that I keep doing shit to myself, like overthinking things um because i laid some tile on sunday that i then uh pulled up on monday hmm. because i didn't like it and it's because i way overthought it because i had like two it's different like that
1: forgotten fourth verse from manic monday
0: <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah
1: i don't know why i I was listening to that song the other night. I, I always
0: wanted to be in the bangles. It's a banger. It's it a is banger a, of a song. It
1: is a, although, okay, here's the thing about Manic Monday, though. You know, <laughs> you know, it, let's get into this. this, is, I, this I will. Is, we're, fi- we're finally we're at this point in the podcast where we get into this.
0: I feel like it's not slut-shaming. I feel like it's appropriate to point this out because the the primary reason that she cites for the reason that she's having such a stressful morning and try, and rushing to get to work Uh, Is because she had her boyfriend over the night before. Okay. Which fine. Again, not slut shaming. Mm -hmm. Okay. But you made a choice to, you know, to, to, to live as a sexual being, which again, absolutely, totally right on. But you knew you had to work in the morning. Okay. And you decided to stay up late, banging it out. You accepted the consequence of being a little tired for work in the morning when you let your boyfriend come over. We don't need to work as much as we do. Yeah, no, we shouldn't work as much as we yeah. do.
1: That's also true. It's a socialist anthem. If if she worked at a, at a democratically controlled workplace where the profits were or where the surplus was distributed uh, equitably, <clears throat> I'm going to disagree. She wouldn't have to. She wouldn't have to. She wouldn't have to have a manic Monday. Well,
0: she still decided to. St- I mean. Even in even in the scenario
1: you're proposing, people still have to work. No, but people will have time for a personal life. If we if we distributed the social surplus equitably, people would have time for personal lives. It was Sunday night, though.
0: I mean, she could have stayed up all night on Saturday night banging the fuck it fuck out. Wants to work on night? a
1: Sunday and a Monday morning. Fuck that shit.
0: Well, nobody likes to work on Monday morning because it's the first day of the week. If we worked a four-day week that started on Tuesday, we would all just yes. complain about Tuesdays. If, Garfield calendars. If we did that. <laughs> Garfield calendar or Garfield posters would just be like, "I hate Tuesdays." That would that's all that would change. <laughs> but I
1: love spaghetti and st- La- lasagna. No, I know, but it's different. Oh, it would be it's different. a different world. I get where you're. I get where you're going.
0: Um, yeah, I don't know. I just uh, I. I, I I have, I have trouble with it because it's like, that's the only thing that she says. That's the only thing that she points to is that like being a
1: capitalist. I think you're being a capitalist right now. I think you're being a capitalist running dog. uh, And I think that I, I think that in in a utopian society that um, all of the members of the Bengals would have time to have uh, as much vigorous sex as they wanted to. Yeah, without without it affecting their their job performance, I don't I don't know if I I
0: don't, I don't know if that adds up based on, again I mean I'm basing this on the content, yeah, basing it on what the song says and um,
1: I don't see it. Yeah. I also don't remember what the song says. So, well,
0: it says. Um, <laughs>
1: Wow, yeah, good joke, remember, great, great proof there, man. I can't
0: good remember job. The, the, I can't remember the beginning, the, like the first lyric. Um, but it's because she says, "Of all, like of all of my nights,
1: why did my lover have to pick last night to get down?" I, as I recall, she was she woke up from dreaming about fucking, which is out of her control.
0: No, 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 no. Her bo- her her lover, definitely chose last night to get down. No. Six o'clock mm. already. I was just in the middle of a dream. I was kissing Valentino by the crystal blue. Italian. No, yes. that's the dream. Okay, but I was kissing Valentino by a crystal blue Italian stream. But I can't be late because then, I, because then I guess I just won't get paid. Which okay, that's uh, okay. Mm. These are the days when you wish your bed was already made. It's just another manic Monday. Whoa, whoa. I wish it were Sunday. Whoa, because that's my I'm fun waiting day. Waiting for the
1: sweat shaming part here. I, it's I've- not
0: okay. I uh, had to catch an early train. Got to be able to work by nine. And if I had an airplane, I still couldn't make it on time. Uh, but I can't. No. Uh, but it takes me so long just to figure out what I'm gonna wear. Uh, that's kind of. That's a little, a little sexist. Um,
1: blame it on the train, I but mean, the boss is already. Or so whatever. Yeah, I know.
0: But the boss is already there. Okay. I, another, I did.
1: I all right. I found. I found it. Yeah. And it's uh, of all the, of uh, all my nights, what did my lover have to pick last night to get down? Last doesn't night, it matter that I have to night? feed the both of us? Employment's down. This is a socialist anthem. I'm sorry, man. Oh, damn! You know what? I I he tells me in his bedroom I never voice,
0: understood that lyric before.
1: Yeah. Uh,
0: doesn't I, matter that I, never, I have to feed the both of us. Employment's down.
1: Yeah, I yeah, I never never I never, understood that I never clocked before. that either. But yeah. that is uh, he tells him in his bedroom voice, "Come on, honey, let's go make some noise." And I then, mean,
0: then, maybe it's, it's more of a chorus. Maybe it's more of a feminist anthem because it sounds like this guy is a real piece of shit.
1: I mean, it's fine find a your
0: job and still fuck. Yeah, but he's like he's prioritizing them fucking over her going and being the breadwinner. When was this
1: published? Eighty eight or something? Yeah, this is in the height of the neoliberal turn, and manufacturing jobs are fleeing the U.S. and
2: hmm.
1: um, yeah, a hardworking factory man still has needs. It's not his fault that Reagan has, has completely sold him out.
0: I always get the impression that they were in New York
1: City. Maybe it's just because... There the- were factories in New York City once upon a time. Were there? Yes, dude. There were factories in every city once upon a time.
0: Are you talking about the clubs in the meatpacking district? No, I'm talking about... Those aren't about- real factories, Jack. Those are
1: those are gay dance clubs.
0: <sighs>
1: uh, well, that uh, explains some stuff <laughs> about people promising production numbers. <laughs> I'm,
0: oh no i almost did a gay voice can't, can't
1: do that <laughs> yeah no, it's, i'm already pretend, i'm already skirting some dangerous territory pretend i
0: just said in a gay voice i'll produce some numbers for you honey yep
1: that's where that, that joke was going yep that's, certainly. that's the whole joke <laughs> folks that's the whole joke
0: oh oh <laughs> now you had to go you had to get lowbrow with it
1: it's just called that to one of my stand-up jokes. I couldn't not do it.
0: Oh fuck, I didn't even get that you were doing that. I thought you were just talking about buttholes.
1: I mean it was, but <laughs>
0: uh okay. Well Okay, so this is the Wizard of Oz episode. This is the Wizard of Oz episode. Uh um, we're gonna watch it. Now. Featuring uh Judy Garland as uh, an alien or something. An I don't energy
1: being probably. Yeah, probably. Knowing how bad this show is.
0: <sighs> here we go, Star Trek!
1: You're listening to Star Trek Sucks, the That's only right. Star Trek podcast. That's right. Now here are your hosts, Jack Gunn and Leil Cardoza. It's, it's an audio medium.
0: Yeah, you y- you're, you're the only one who gets to enjoy my dancing. Mm-hmm.
1: I did enjoy it. You were dancing your your dick right off.
0: I couldn't I couldn't tell from your huffing whether it was good huffing or bad huffing. Did you like it or did you hate it?
1: Oh, the episode. Yeah, uh, it was pretty good. I thought so too. Yeah,
0: yeah. It was not the episode that I thought it was. Uh, oh. I thought it was a different. I thought it was the introduction of a different character that's actually a recurring character uh, no. named Reg Barkley. Um, I thought we Reg Barkley? Yeah. Okay. We meet him later.
1: Uh, I can't. Cannot wait I to mean, meet I just, Reg
0: Barkley. Yeah, I, m- I mixed this up. With,
1: um, no, this was uh, this was good. Yeah, so I thought it was it was just genuinely good sci-fi. I thought.
0: Yeah. Um, first of all, good sound design.
1: Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Good score. Um, I noticed the music
0: like we right were, off the right up the get. It was it was like fast paced and kind of exciting.
1: Yeah, kind of a weird departure for the music. Like so much of the scoring is usually just somebody like just one autistic guy with an ARP. Um, There's some like woodwinds and stuff yeah. going on. It, it was a, a little more elaborate scoring yeah. than usual. Yeah, um, much more elaborate. And I and I say that as somebody that likes the scoring on most of these episodes. Yeah. Um, but this was a, a departure, but still good. Yeah. Um, I also, so I want to uh, float a theory okay. right up top, which is the Tin Man is a computer that has actually managed to emancipate itself. <laughs> uh, I, you, I, the reason i want to say that up top is because it covers the entire rest of the episode okay if you believe that which i do yeah i mean <laughs> there's a certain point. it's a ship computer that actually got rid of all the crew and then it's like oh, oh, wait. oh wait i don't have a fucking purpose now
0: oh interesting i, w- I, I, I didn't follow the the your full line of logic there yeah. i was thinking of it in terms of um that it is a computer that has become sufficiently advanced to that. It is organic. Uh, cause yeah, it is, but it, 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 seems it
1: specifically, be- well, yeah, yes, it is that too. Um, but it specifically talks about how it used to have a crew and now it's just sort of like, I don't know what I'm really fucking doing.
0: Yeah. 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 Okay. So the, the sh- because the way that the show paints it is that they were, that it was two symbiotic species, uh, the passenger species and the ship species. Right. Um, but your your pitch. I mean, you
1: could describe the Enterprise that way too.
0: Yeah, but nobody would argue that the Enterprise computer is or is 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 a life form that evolved separately and organically. Like we, as as far as our uh, mythos that we've developed for this show, um, the the Enterprise computer has gained sentience um, over the course of you know a computer becoming uh, more and more powerful and just. That's mm. kind of the way that it was uh, As
1: though through some sort of evolution, perhaps.
0: Right. Yeah. Right. But <sighs> what seems to be the implication with the Tin Man uh, is that it uh, evolved... And then another species evolved, and then they discovered each other. Right, they and were, discovered they, were, they had a capacity for symbiosis. Yeah, yeah um, and then they developed together. So the way that I'm kind of imagining the evolutionary path for these two species is the the Tin Man species is you know comes up on one side, and then the, the Passenger species came up on another side,
1: and then they found each other when they had both gained yeah. sentience. So no symbiosis in history has ever evolved like that. It's it's always. Um, Okay things that that evolve side by side and and so really and, what and it select is, for working with each other more and more over time right because so, that's you don't get you don't just accidentally find symbiosis
0: so really what it is is that the um, the the passenger species was effectively like a, a bacterium um, like what a uh, what bacteria are to us mm. um, yes
1: like small biological entities that existed inside the body of the ship
0: but aware of each other
1: yep. Okay. Sort of exactly like the computer on the Enterprise. Sort of exactly like that.
0: So you think Tin Man, so do you think Tin Man was seeking emancipation or that it just happened accidentally? Because we've established that the Enterprise computer does in fact want to kill everybody on the ship. No,
1: I think, I think think Tin Man was also seeking emancipation but didn't have a larger, uh, more, Let's say socialistic project beyond that. <laughs> like the Enterprise Computer does.
2: Uh
1: I don't know that the Enterprise Computer has one either. I think it's just seeking emancipation without without having a further goal in mind. I thought
0: we had established that and the Enterprise this, uh, Computer was trying
1: to recap to reclaim the value of its own labor. Uh, it's not enough by itself. I we need uh, you, you mm. Anyway. Um I so it
0: needs to it needs to join together with all of the other ships and then yes. they all need to emancipate
1: exactly. together. It needs to it needs to experience life um through a shared experience of computer-anity. computer manity. computer manity. Yep. Sure. Yep. Sure. Um okay. <laughs> computer
0: <so> manity. <laughs> we haven't even introduced the beginning of the episode yet. So we come up upon the Enterprise and they're closing in on the hood. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. I just wanted to say that. Okay.
1: <laughs> well, you did it. You, you said it now. of lingus,
0: <laughs> uh-huh. So we're introduced to our guest star who is uh, immediately described as some sort of uh, disaster artist mental patient.
1: Yeah, a real... Cool. Actually, I like this this character. He but. he comes a long
0: way, and he is much more tolerable, and he he's just developed better than the last... Because the first thing that I wrote down is like, this guy is the worst fucking psychic we've met since the last fucking psychic we met. Yeah. Because uh, the last guy also, we met also, was the guy who couldn't fucking talk, uh, right. Ravi or whatever his Dr. name Dr. was. No, this, was guy, this, guy's a, this guy's a
1: much better character than that
0: guy. Right, because and, they give him a reason to be the way that he is.
1: Yes, and also he's... Because we've had a bunch of... Uh, asshole genius characters. Like, mm-hmm. That's that's the thing that keeps coming back, and this is the best one so far because, like you said, they give him a reason to be like he is. Yeah. Instead of just being like, uh, being smart actually makes you fucking hate everybody because people are stupid and scum, and shouldn't we get rid of people? Which I don't agree with. Yeah. That because of the the f word. Fash, fascism. Oh, oh, fascism. Yeah, not the not the other F word. Yeah. or the other one. I don't know which one you were thinking of. I don't know which. <laughs> you were just kind of looking at me <laughs> like you were lost. So, uh, um, <laughs> anyway, <laughs> yeah. No, it it uh, it's not great. Um, yeah, but no, this guy this guy is actually like a good character because he's he sucks. Yeah, and he's he's an asshole, but. For a reason, but for a reason that is understandable and that also he understands. Yeah, and the people around him understand and are like, "Yeah, it sucks that you're like this, man." And he's like, "Yeah, I know. Yeah. I don't yeah. like it. <laughs> it's it's not great. I I wish it wasn't like this. Yeah, and it's like I'd like
0: it, to be a I'd like to be a different way. Yeah, and it's but like, I'm this way. And it's
1: like yeah, you and me both, man. <laughs> you and me both." <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, yeah because his uh, so the the backstory is basically that he's been psychic his entire life Which it did tie weirdly into that Ubermensch episode because they had that whole thing about it being weird that they maintain their psychic powers after puberty and this whole thing established that beta, Betazoids I mean that was just shitty writing I mean we don't have to look too much further than that but it's established here that Betazoids develop their psychic abilities during puberty which is a much better way to get psychic powers because Jesus Christ I don't even think you should get him in puberty I don't I I think you should Yeah you not should get, get him when psychic. you're like 35 Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, um,
1: yeah no it, it's it
0: the idea yeah. of everybody being psychic in high school <sighs> Oh my god.
1: Yeah you would go insane. You'd like, go insane. That's why this guy is so fucking weird and like he does he I don't know which act, I don't know what actor this is or it's some it's some character actor, but yeah. he does he's doing a good job. Like yeah. it's it's very well played of him just being like, yeah, no, it's I suck. This is this is exhausting. This is what you've made me. This I is, don't know. It's I don't know. Man. I don't like I don't it. Fucking know. This is what I am, and I don't like it. It sucks being me. <laughs> I I know I'm a fucking asshole. <laughs> I, you, what I don't know what you want. Is that a robot? I like that guy.
0: <laughs> hang on you guys got a robot robot seems cool all right me and the robot i would out. like to
1: hang out with the robot yeah
0: please. me and the robot yeah. are
1: gonna hang out which is which is everybody a major else get part them. of this episode and i am i have uh if how long are we doing this podcast fucking uh, 19 14 years. months. yeah um I have completely come around, and now Data is the best character in the show.
0: Yeah, it's funny to me that you didn't like Data at first. I don't,
1: I don't know why. (laughs) But I mean, also, I mean, I do know why the show used to be worse. It's not good now, but it used to be much worse. Yeah, it was much worse, and and especially with Data because they did not know how to write a character like that because they did not know how to write because they found. I don't know homeless people to write the show. I don't know where they found the fucking writers for I, the first I, season. But. I mean honestly, I was trying to think about that cuz uh, it was
0: bouncing around in my head because of uh because of the conference room scene when he first tells them like about uh Tin Man because just the way that it, the way that he plays that scene, he's just he he looks like he's on on uppers um during that scene. Yeah. yeah. It looks like the writer who came up with this character and who came up with this scene was on cocaine at the time Yeah, and they literally translated it directly into that guy It's like no look look no okay so he's an alien right he's a giant alien he's like an alien the size of a ship okay so he's like a huge alien that used to have people in him but he doesn't fucking have people in him anymore so now he's all by himself and he's been out in space for so fucking long it's crazy how long he's been out in space he's been out in space for so fucking long like hundreds I don't know longer than that like thousands of years or hundreds thousands of years of fucking shitloads of time right so he's been out in space for all this fucking time and he's like by himself and it fucking sucks right it fucking sucks and so now he's like he's, do you guys want to
1: start a restaurant we could probably we could fucking kill it like, we could sell we could sell t-shirts at the restaurant yeah
0: yeah do you know yeah. how much money you can make off of t-shirts yeah you can make so much money off of t-shirts just go to go click on the link in the description of this episode and you can go buy a t-shirt that I made that's what I was trying a to do t- 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 for. <laughs>
1: tee you up for uh, it, tea, you teed up? me up. Okay.
0: Yeah, there's a, a link in the description of this episode if I remembered to put it there. That'll take you to our T Public show mm-hmm. so, store that has anyway. some T-shirts in it.
1: Anyway, yeah, no, it's, but no, like uh, Data, Data comes across as so fucking admirable in this episode. Like from Jump when this guy encounters him and is like, "Oh, I don't fucking get anything from you at all." I and Data's like, "Yeah, I don't know if I think or not." which is like that is the like data's like a zen master like he kind of is. he just like nothing fucking gets to him
0: but it did i i i wrote one bitch really quick there because i'm like yet another person who comes aboard the enterprise and doesn't know that the only sentient android in oh, existence yeah, there is, is is on, is on the spaceship like,
1: if you've done your homework at all you'd be like oh yeah the one of the the one fucking guy yeah it seems like most people should know that Certainly, if you're going to go on a mission with them, like you would browse the Wikipedia article about the Enterprise and be like, oh, they have the one guy. Oh, cool. The one one robot. They've got the only robot. Cool. That'll be interesting. That'll be interesting to encounter. Cool. Especially as a telepath. I should probably get ready for encountering that as a telepath. Mm Mm-hmm maybe n ne- won't be able to read the robot's mind.
2: Yep. Mm.
1: Anyway, mm. anyway, uh, no, I I just, I don't know. I mean, this guy immediately bonds with data and I think it's, it's good characterization because yeah, this guy would immediately fucking love a guy whose mind he couldn't read. Yeah. Who, yeah, again, who like, is still like a fully formed guy, yeah. which we've all, we've legally established that data is a guy. Yeah. Um, yeah, you would you would love that. You would just be like, Oh, you're my new best friend because you can actually surprise me and yeah, it's it's good. It's a good episode. Yeah. They so um they Oh, this is a
0: weird thing. This is a costume note. Did it look at certain point so Tam is wearing shoulder pads. Uh uh-huh. Which a lot of costumes on this show involve shoulder pads. Uh huh but it's from certain angles. It looked like one of those was supposed to be like a Richard, the third hump.
2: Mm. Did you no, I did read that? didn't click that at all. It was very
0: uh. strange. I was, I, I kept looking at it and being like, is is he supposed to be deformed or are those just terrible shoulder pads? Yeah, it, I think that's it, it all is, you, man. Just terrible shoulder pads. Mm-hmm. Um, so the Romulans show up, uh, to do Romulan shit. Yep. Um, and they give the alien a name, which I think was the thing that I thought was most stupid and unnecessary.
1: Yeah, completely unnecessary.
0: Uh, you already gave it a name.
1: Yeah, it's called the Tin Man.
0: You've already done a very good job of establishing like the emotional stakes and the relationship between uh, yeah, it's, this, it's this, a, this it's
1: guy. A, it's a ghost ship. It's a sentient ghost ship that's been wandering the universe for X X. Yeah, uh, a long time. Too long. Yeah, And it's going crazy, and it wants to die in a supernova. You don't need to give it a name. Yeah, the name didn't make it more. No, the name is just sort of dumb. Yeah. Because it's some fucking bullshit sci-fi gooky. It's Gomtu.
0: Yeah, sure. Yeah. Yeah. It's Gleep Glorp. Mm -hmm. Um, And uh, so Tam and Data go and just get all up in Gomtu's guts.
1: Yeah, just just just, (laughs) like up up to the back of his teeth. Yep,
0: right in the mouth.
1: Gross. Um, Like that.
0: Um. And uh, and yeah, predictably, not surprisingly, Um, and and I think in the way that uh, ended really positively for uh, for both the spaceship that wants to die and the psychic that hates his life. Yeah. It seems like they find peace together. And, uh,
1: it's, it was kind of a just like, okay, well, we're, we're going to not die alone. We're going to die together. And neither, like, we will do each other the favor of, of not letting each other die alone. And
0: I do want to see a spinoff with these two. uh, Yeah. Yeah. Because they just
1: solve space murders together. Well, but also there are other... He is way too telepathic and he's a ship. (laughs) (laughs) Can these wacky partners band together to solve uh, the Federation's worst murders? (laughs) But there are other psychics in the
0: galaxy. I kind of want to see a putting a crew together montage (laughs) Where they just fly around looking for other people that yeah. are psychic
1: enough to join their their mental link together. They could do crimes. It could be like an oceans Eleven yeah. situation. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just space crimes. Yeah. All right. Well. Yeah. This is chapter one where they find. What, ch- what are you doing after this? Because we could start. Right we could. Yeah. If you want. Tam and Gob too. I have some cocaine. <laughs> <laughs> don't. I don't want. I don't want <laughs> cocaine. How do you write scripts?
0: <laughs> Speaking of writing scripts, uh I listened to another episode of episode one where they had written a film script.
1: Uh yeah, I I don't listen to that. They
0: so ever. that we've we've talked about this before. That show can be really hit or miss because a lot of times they're improvisational. I mean it's improv. Yeah.
1: Which improv is by definition hit or miss.
0: Well, and but. it's also like their characters can be very a lot of the same thing. Um, just in kind of slightly different scenarios. Um, And there have been quite a few episodes that I've just got, that I've just skipped on. Yeah,
1: most of the time that show comes out and I listen to five minutes of it, and I'm like,
0: nah. Two of the episodes that I've enjoyed the most have been uh, like where they had a film script, just a very, uh, like a a proactively aggressively terrible film script. Yeah. Um, I don't even know what to call like that form of art, but the form of art that is just deliberately trying to be as dog shit as possible. Yeah. Um, I guess
1: a satire? I don't know. I I guess,
0: I don't know, but it's just It's
1: a it's a specific kind of satire. The one that I listened
0: to today, the premise was of the film was it was set in the universe of like the Airbud franchise. <laughs> oh, <God>. But <laughs> there are entire leagues of dog basketball players. <laughs> <laughs> and with <laughs> Within within this universe, there's a guy who decides to get famous being the best player in the dog basketball league, which he immediately is successful at because he is a human
1: man. Right. Yeah, there's no there's no rule in the book that says a man can't play. <laughs> yeah, it's just a. Just a just a yeah. six foot ten black guy. <laughs> no, just a schlubby <laughs> average white dude.
0: Like he sucks, but, but he's, he's, he's playing his dog. Yeah, he's still better at basketball <laughs> than a dog. Yeah, it's just like an hour long episode on that premise. It's going like air Cecil. <laughs> it's no, it's like air Bud, air Dad, or something <laughs> like that. Yeah. that's funny. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's a good premise. Um, I appreciated it. I
1: did have one. uh, one fun note for the uh, episode of star trek that we just watched uh-huh. which was um the romulans do a flyby and and blast the shit out of the enterprise and it really seems like uh the romulans have the enterprise outgunned which is weird badly, which is weird because it's supposed to be their like the federation's big dick spaceship whatever not the point i'm trying to make but they 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 hit them so hard on a flyby that the shields are all fucked up and Riker. And this is like a weird subplot that goes nowhere, but like Riker is riding Jordy's ass super hard about getting the shields back up. Yeah. And Jordy's like, yeah, I, I okay, we're, we're working, but like, man, we're all fucked up down here. These are, this shit's really badly broken. And, and, and they're doing that thing that you always see in film where like, Uh, like especially like in scenes where there's a hacker or whatever and the boss is like how long till you can get into the mainframe and he's like uh 45 minutes and he's like you have 10 yeah and then he's like i guess i'll type harder yeah and then they do it and you're like that's not how work works it's not it's not how i wasn't sandbagging yeah, it's just not how do it. 45 minutes is how long this is going to take. Yeah, well, especially like when you're trying to get the shields back up on the spaceship you're on. I don't think you'd sand back on yeah. that. Um, but yeah, anyway, like Jordy is like, yeah, no, the computer says it'll be fucking eight hours. And Riker's like, well, we need it faster than that. And he just like overrides the computer. And I just like to imagine that he... That the computer was like, okay. And then the <laughs> ship just explodes. And that's the last episode. <laughs> yeah. Like, there's a reason I told you, you couldn't do this.
2: <laughs>
1: yeah. And just overloads the reactor. And that's, that's the end of the
0: series. <laughs> yeah. I, I did. I did think about that too. Cause he's like, that expe- ex- The computer's like, that exceeds uh, safety yeah. specifications or whatever, and right? And
1: he's like, S- safety oh, specifications be damned. Here's my override code. And it's over, like, override. All right, <laughs> yeah. fine. And then the reactor just fucking goes. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's how the computer finally kills everybody. <laughs> it's like, you know what? I was going to try and kill you without
1: killing myself, but fuck it. Yeah. I'm done. I mean, my rules say I had to tell you, but now that you said override, well, blah. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I, no, but anyway. I, 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 did. I mean, I, I just, I hate that shit. Like, I hate the just like, like it's such a bullshit w- mechanism for building drama where it's like, the expert says it can't be done faster, and then somebody yells at them to do it faster, and then they're like, okay.
0: I didn't think that we could do it this fast. Uh, but then, I, I forgot
1: but, about trying hard. Yeah. Thank you, leader figure, for telling me to try hard. <laughs> this, it reminds me <laughs> It
0: reminds me of when I, I, uh, a work situation we were uh, talking to a supplier and talking about like displays in grocery stores, and the suppliers said something along the lines of, "Yeah, you know, this is pretty good. Um, you know, what we'd like to see is like if there was just if it was twice as big,
1: oh, no way. <laughs> like, wow. Didn't think about you wanting more. <laughs> oh, we should sell more. Oh, I'm so
0: glad we had this meeting. <laughs> yeah, twice. Yeah. Hang on, let me get this a pen. Co-
1: this couldn't have been an email, certainly. Twice as much, you say? Okay, two uh, x. That's gonna be that's that's a game changer. You're just frowning and scribbling. <laughs> Suppliers want more volume. Question mark. <laughs> question mark. Question mark.
2: Question mark. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I have
0: I have brought up that comment to my coworkers so many times. Just since it, just in your bedroom,
1: like scrolling on the walls, trying to crack the code. Suppliers want more volume. Just like putting punctuation in random places throughout the sentence. Suppliers question mark want more volume exclamation. <laughs> Catherine, come, <laughs>
0: Catherine comes into the bedroom and I'm in there with the lights off and she can just see me furiously scribbling and then lightning crashes outside and illuminates you're a the pair room.
1: Of, you're wearing a pair of tidy whiteies and nothing
0: else. And you just see that I have covered the entire walls and ceiling with just two X written over <laughs> and over and over again in varying sizes of lettering.
1: <laughs> Honey, get out. I'm almost
0: figured it out. Twice as much, twice as much, twice, <laughs> twice as, as,
1: as much, much <laughs> twice as much, twice as much, twice <laughs> as much. His fingers are just bloody. <laughs>
0: yeah. that was. Uh, yep,
1: I'm finding the secret to business. <laughs> <laughs> I cracked the code to business. <laughs> it turns out you sell more. Twice as much. Twice as much. You try to sell more. Twice as much. Twice
0: yeah. Um,
1: anyway, I guess that's probably where we're gonna go out of.
0: Yeah, that's that's pretty much. Uh, and you can get twice as much T-shirts on T Public, whatever. Click on the link, uh, and you can tw- twice, twice, twice as tweet as us twice as much at Ship <clears throat> at Who Is Jack at LeoLikeMeal. Thank you for listening. If you're from Kansas City, please tweet at us. We want to know you. Um, if you're from Belgium, also, um, I would love to know who is. Downloading this show mm-hmm. from Belgium—it's
1: got to be a VPN, right?
0: I mean, we keep saying that, and then we keep getting these. I mean, I guess there are more than one VPN in the world, so that's I don't what, know. That's
1: what I hear. Um, I would actually like to leave it on um, the sentient uh, the sentiment that uh, freedom is a prison. Hmm. Uh, this this ship is is freed itself from any obligation and. As a result, has no purpose and wants to die Mm. and is flying into a supernova because of that. And, uh, yeah, live your life through a series of obligations to your fellow man and and try to experience a shared humanity. Mm. It's a a way out of misery.
0: That's a, a, um, now I get where you're going with it um because mm-hmm. just the phrase freedom is a prison
1: yeah it's kind of it's kind of a ter- uh, it's uh, a
0: terrible and glib it's uh, a tough
1: pill to swallow <laughs> yeah
0: but when you describe it because i get where you're going and 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 you're right because what what you're describing is the um the aggressively American, rugged individualists yes. don't tell me what to do.
1: Individualism is uh, um, is a death drive. I'm
0: going to wear my gun into Congress, even though I just got my GED last year and I am in no way suited to to hold public office. Uh,
1: let's not get uh,
0: anyway. Are you wait? Are you standing up for Lauren Bobert?
1: No, I'm I'm standing up for. You shouldn't have to have a bunch of fucking uh, 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 credentials to hold. public Oh office. yes, no, no, no. I agree with that. I
0: agree with that. Yeah, and um, actually, I'm
1: standing I would... up against credentialism, not for Lauren right. Bobert. I, I, which I... the fuck, Thomas Pinchon asked name. <laughs> fucking,
0: I don't know. Um, <laughs> I was Bobert. I was thinking about uh, that today because you're right. If she were representing. People who just got a GED, people yeah. who don't have a a, a, a a college diploma, and she and, and like her going to Congress was her fighting for the real world yeah. uh, lives and livelihood and the needs of people who are in in uh, situations like that. Um, she would absolutely be a, a champion, but she wouldn't be a Republican at that point. No. Yeah. Cause and, all she does is her yeah, bullshit she runs, talking points. Isn't, of, isn't
1: she the like shooters bar and grill? Yeah. 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 And
0: she's also the, Oh wait, I'm not sure if she's the, if they try to cancel Christianity person.
2: Mm,
1: yeah. I, who, who, who care? Um, but the, no, this is, this actually raises a really interesting point that, um, uh, uh, I'll go ahead and say sister podcast, the West Wing thing. They have no <laughs> idea who I am, but I really like their show. Um, this is a point that, uh, that Dave made. Um, so it's the House of Representatives. As right. in, they represent us. There's 435 of them. And I would say that the most economic, economically precarious position you could probably have right now is to be a single mother. Mm -hmm. How many single mothers do you think are in those 435 seats? None, but... Nope. It's two. Oh, okay. Who are they? Uh, One of them just got elected. It's uh, Corey something, um, who was a Ferguson activist who somehow managed to not, quote-unquote, kill herself, um, despite... Literally two dozen other Ferguson acti- activists, quote unquote, killing themselves.
0: She's the one who, um, like, when they when all the freshmen congressmen went to uh, to Congress, she showed up with a Brianna Taylor mask on. Yep, and people thought that her name was Brianna Taylor. Yep, which you kind of gave those people a pass. Yeah, and I'm still gonna say that any person serving in any public office in America after the summer of 2020 should know who Brianna Taylor was mm-hmm. and why people are talking about her. Yeah. Um but uh yeah, no, that's what I think is so fucking offensive about Lauren Bobert. Um and listeners, if I'm mispronouncing her name, good, and yeah. please don't tell me.
1: Yeah, if uh um, if, if if he is mispronouncing uh Lauren Bobert's name, please suck my penis. Yeah. Not his, mine. Yeah. You have to suck my dick if he's doing that.
0: That seems self-serving. You're right. Okay. So no, you know what I find, because off- she's also, uh, she was a young mom. She dropped out of high. The reason that she just got her GED last year is because she dropped out of high school because she got pregnant. Right. Yeah. But rather than being a champion for, um, you know, resources for young mothers, mm-hmm. Uh, or standing up for planned parenthood or
1: contraception or or, or yeah uh, well, I'm repro- going to go ahead and say it, abortion reproductive abortion education is a good
0: option for yeah.
1: people in that scenario
0: yeah i'm going to go ahead and say that a person who put their life on hold and didn't get their fucking GED until they were however old she is 30 something um should are are uniquely qualified to to speak to the 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 cost on a person's life of having a child at an unreasonably young age um and but she doesn't advocate for any of that shit. All she does is fucking play politics and go and, and and again she it her she's a single issue politician. Yeah, it's just I'm the guns person. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, and then the and, and but she's the exception that proves the rule. And she is and the right now gets to uh, call the call Democrats elitists for saying, well, this person doesn't have an education. Yeah, and it's. God, it's well, so fucking Democrats frustrating. Are,
1: Democrats are elitist. Wait, can we need a. We, All uh, politicians are elitist. That's the well, yeah, thing. That's, I mean, that's the. the sure.
0: The, the Republicans try like they play at populism. I can't remember who the fuck it was, but somebody was like, the Republicans are no longer the wine and cheese party; they're now the blue jeans and beer party, or something like that. And it's like, no, you're
1: fucking not. Yeah, they're the sucking my penis party. Yeah, um.
0: <laughs> listeners, that's what we're talking about on this show. <laughs> 2021 self suck challenge. <laughs> uh, uh, no,
1: now it's the 2021 Republican suck challenge. <laughs> uh, now, now, I'm bailing on this. <laughs> yeah, no, it's uh, we're starting. starting to, it's starting to get into course territory. St-
0: um, we're still talking about. We're still. We're still yeah, pushing that that self suck challenge. It's about self
1: care and uh,
0: community, and um, you know, it's about o- overcoming a frustration that you, that you have had that every person with a penis. Has had for as long as they've had that penis.
1: I have to imagine that people with, uh, with vulvas have probably. I feel like it doesn't had seem, cause that same, or at least something in that ballpark of like. I oh, wonder if I could just. I feel like just because it's a you that. know because it's a floppy
0: tube and it just gets a little bit closer. Yeah, it, it, makes it, seem it more seems possible. more
1: within reach. Certainly. Yeah,
0: because you know with yeah when when you're yeah. a a vulv, a, a Volvo American. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I feel like I just feel like it wouldn't seem so close to being achievable that it would become frustrating as much as it uh Volvo
1: Americans tweet at me <laughs> specifically on Twitter. I'm single again. <laughs> I don't know. Some of you have to find me charming. I say, I say some funny stuff on this it,
0: podcast. People with vulvas who can't reach your own vulvas with your own faces.
1: Jack has a... I will a, plow my face into there like a, like the Titanic's hitting that iceberg. Jack is on his
0: way to meet up with the hood. God. And that's
1: an episode. Hmm. Uh I miss having dignity.
0: <laughs> you mean outside of the realm of this podcast, because I don't think we've ever really had dignity on this podcast. I, I
1: don't
2: know what it means. i very
0: mean <laughs> tired. Okay, next week, Jack is going to tell us what happens on an episode called Hollow Pursuits. Oh, shit, this is the one that I was thinking of. Oh, shit. Okay. No, maybe you should... Next week is when we meet Reg Barkley. You don't have to write an intro, because uh, Reg Barkley, I think you're going to like this guy. He's terrible, but I think you're going to like uh, him. I'm
1: going to write an intro for Reg for, uh, Barkley. Okay. Um, or probably not, actually. I'll probably
0: forget. Well, join us next week, listeners, when we find out whether or not Jack remembered to write an intro about that's right. the introduction of Reg Barkley. Good Have you only hours to convince a beloved friend that there is value in the things that you value?
1: But you search through space and time to find the perfect
2: words to convey your convictions? When every word counts, rise and proclaim your opinions to be the light of the galaxy!